Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors, like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 723. Six tips from the Hulk to help you smash diet anxiety for good, part one, by Roger Lawson of rogelawfitness.com. And I'm your host and narrator, Dr. Neil. Happy Wednesday and welcome back to Optimal Health Daily, where I read some of the best health and fitness blogs to you, usually with a little bit of my commentary at the end. Now today's post is a bit on the longer side, so I'll read the first half today and then finish it up for you tomorrow. And what great timing. We're talking about the Hulk and helping you smash diet anxiety. Being a huge comic book nerd, yes, of course I'm aware that Avengers Endgame starts in just two days. Since I'm no longer a top-rated nerd since it took me so long to see Venom and Aquaman, and yes, I have finally watched them both, I'm not going to see Avengers Endgame opening weekend. I'm actually going to wait for the weekend after because I think it's just going to be so crazy. And of course, this means I'm vulnerable to people talking about it and not mentioning spoiler alert before talking about it, and so I might find out how it ends before I actually see the movie. But that'll be my penance for waiting a full week before watching this thing. Anywho, before we hear from Roger and his perspective on how the Hulk might approach diet anxiety, don't forget, I answer your questions every Friday. It's one of my favorite things to do on this show, answering your questions. I love listening to them. I love being able to respond. So definitely send one in at oldpodcast.com. If you do, you'll be entered into small special raffles to win books from us. And you make me super happy. But for now, let's get right to it and start optimizing your life. Six Tips from the Hulk to Help You Smash Diet Anxiety for Good, Part 1, by Roger Lawson of rogelawfitness.com. Diet Debauchery, Accidental Calorie Overload, Hand-to-Mouth Malfunction. These all fall under the umbrella of hulking out, that moment where you throw your metaphorical papers into the air, say to f*** with it, and go on an unexpected roaring rampage of food. That time when you ate half the birthday cake, and it wasn't even your birthday that's hulking out. When you intend to eat just one serving of ice cream, but before you know it, your head is stuck in the container because you tried to lick the last drop out of the corner, that's the Hulk striking again. You didn't mean to, he just came out. Instead of throwing in the towel and resigning yourself to a lifetime of yo-yo dieting and constant setbacks, it's time to fight fire with fire and learn what Earth's mightiest hero himself can teach you about overcoming diet anxiety once and for all. One, use a less severe deficit. Let's face it, when we're hungry, our proclivity for making food-related blunders increases by a bajillion percent. 
Dieting isn't something that our bodies necessarily enjoy. We're tapping into fat stores that it has grown accustomed to having. So, the bigger the energy deficit we create and the longer we do so, the more inclined our bodies are to sound the feed me alarm. This is why crash diets don't work in the long run. They impose severe calorie restrictions in an all-out blitz on the fluff, with your body using all the tricks in the book to try and get you to eat more. Once the diet is over, the sense of freedom can be overwhelming and the hulking out process begins, often leading right back to where you were, or worse, over the course of uncontrolled weeks or months. To combat this, more is more. To start, begin with a conservative deficit of anywhere between 500 and 700 calories, holding this level steady for as long as you can before adjusting variables. When the time comes, Think of adding more activity instead of cutting calories further. Save that as an option of last resort. When doing so, adjust downward slowly in the neighborhood of 100 to 150 calories, letting your results dictate when to make this executive decision. The goal of a diet is to eat as much food as you can while still making sustainable progress, not cutting as many calories as possible in a mad dash for the fat loss finish line. Eating more calories while still remaining in an overall weekly deficit leads to more compliance and less hulking out, allowing you to enjoy the process as much as possible along the way. Two, hug it out. You're human. You're going to slip up at some point. Let's just hope your mistakes don't involve busting out of your shirt and causing millions of dollars of damage to an unsuspecting city. It's not what happens that will define you, but how you respond. A typical hulking out scenario looks something like this. One, Person eats something that they didn't intend to or a larger quantity of something than planned. Two, person beats themselves up mentally about it. I knew better. Why am I so stupid? It's always going to be like this, etc. Three, person punishes themselves physically on top of this, restricting food severely or supercharging their activity as a way to try and recover. And four, they can't sustain this level of restriction and deprivation and the Hulk comes out. The cycle continues, becoming harder to break the more it happens. So, what's the answer? Chill out. I know it's hard to do in the moment, especially with so many emotions running through your head at the time. I've been there many times myself. Nothing positive comes from wearing yourself out physically and mentally as a form of punishment. In fact, it just increases the likelihood of it occurring again as you constantly reinforce this pattern. Instead, get in the habit of being more forgiving of yourself, looking to find lessons in each setback so that you can act differently the next time. Okay, so you goofed up. You made a minor error on one of the thousands of days that you'll likely live, a dribble in the bucket of life that won't mean a thing to your results in the grand scheme of things. This is a lifestyle, baby. Keeping a long-term perspective, instead of boxing yourself into a rigid and sometimes unrealistic short-term deadline, will go a long way towards keeping the Hulk at bay. Three, hear that on tomorrow's episode. You just listened to part one of the post titled Six Tips from the Hulk to Help You Smash Diet Anxiety for Good by Roger Lawson of rogelawfitness.com. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. 
One of the things I love about Indeed is that it filters out incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash health. Just go to indeed.com slash health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Dr. Neil here for my commentary. We're finding through a lot of research that Roger is absolutely right. Self-punishment does not seem to work. First of all, when we think long-term, self-punishment is not something we can do to ourselves sustainably. We will stop punishing ourselves at some point because we'll just get tired of it. And we realize that we are the ones who have the power to stop punishing ourselves. So if the punishment is coming from within, well, we'll eventually learn to stop doing that. So if we want to ever use punishment as a way to modify our behavior, the punishment has to come from somewhere else, not from within. So think, it has to come from a trainer of yours who's going to quote-unquote punish you by making you do 25 extra pull-ups or push-ups during the workout for eating that extra piece of cake. So it has to come from some form of authority over you. Think parents, think boss, think personal trainer. Otherwise, that's not gonna work. So what would work? Well, rewarding yourself instead. Rewarding yourself, but only when you did the right thing, quote unquote, right thing. So you promised that you would run a mile after work today. If you did that, then you reward yourself. If you didn't, you don't. What should those rewards be? Well, that's gonna be up to you. It's gotta be something that's meaningful to you, but not so meaningful that you'll give it to yourself even if you don't perform that behavior. So for example, if you didn't run a mile and the reward was gonna be you're gonna watch your favorite Netflix episode after you run that mile, well, if you simply can't live without that Netflix episode because you're gonna be talking about it tomorrow at work, well, that may not be the best reward then. You've gotta find something else because if you don't run that mile, you're still probably gonna end up watching that Netflix episode and therefore rewarding yourself when you really shouldn't be. So it's gotta be something that's meaningful to you, but not so important that you're gonna end up rewarding yourself even if you don't perform the behavior. But if this can be set up properly, we're finding that these reinforcements or rewards do work better than punishment. All right, and like I mentioned at the top of the show, I answer your questions right here on the podcast every Friday in special Q&A episodes. You can ask me anything related to diet and nutrition, stress management, exercise, and lots more. Just call and leave me a message with your question. The phone number is 61-I-LOVE-O-H-D. Or you can send in an audio question at oldpodcast.com slash ask. That's more friendly if you wanna do multiple takes and hear yourself before sending it in. And by the way, if you send in a question, first you make me happy because I love listening to and answering them. And as a bonus to you, you're entered into special raffles to win books on the first of the month. So now's a great time to do it. All right, that does it for today. I hope you have a great rest of your Wednesday. I'll see you back here for tomorrow's show where we'll finish up this post and where your optimal life awaits.